Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Lamborghini Super Trofeo. On IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Lamborghini Super Trofeo from Road America, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, America's National Park of Speed. Look at that shot down at the lake. Great aerial shots there. But go put the paddleboard away. Come over here to Road America. Four miles of absolute racing heaven where is road america well you need to come here so let's give you directions just about an hour and a half north of milwaukee sits elkhart lake wisconsin they've been racing here since the 50s and then on the streets at first and then on this facility four miles turn one turn five turn eight and canada corner all heavy braking zones and a lot of elevation change here this racetrack has everything slow corners fast corners uphill downhill you name it it is here and it's why the drivers absolutely love coming here and the fans do as well just look at this beautiful scenery around here lamborghini huracans on the racetrack they're headed out for their single pace lap jeremy brian till jeremy shaw with you and i'm expecting great things here today jeremy absolutely perfect weather oh man it's absolutely gorgeous today yeah i mean there was uh, talk of thunder showers and all sorts of nasty things coming in for the sunday afternoon but today has been absolutely glorious a uh, huge crowd on hand we've had a, a thrilling uh WeatherTech sports car championship race as well and more races to come today or one more race after this one so yeah it's been a brilliant day of racing and lots of cars on track here for the lamborghini super trofeo absolutely four different classes of cars you see the grid there on the left side of the screen but before we get to today's race Let's take you back to the race one highlights because there was action all over this four-mile circuit. At the start, the green flag flew. Ryan Norman aboard his black and orange Lamborghini. Great jump for him and leads the field down to turn one. But it doesn't take very long before, well, let's say the action starts. And for Tom Tate, he started it off. Spin coming out of turn six in his number 64 Lamborghini. Finds the wall, driver's left. That would bring out a full course caution. And then Afir Levy also getting together with the 11 down in turn 8. Levy in that almost camo-colored number 13 gets removed from action, so to speak. And then the 10 and the 89, Graham Doyle, little action down in turn 5, a little bump and run, but everybody continues, so no harm, no foul. This, on the other hand, was huge. That was John Capestro de Betts aboard the number 46. Massive impact with the wall Good news is they took him to the hospital. Bad news is with an MRI, they have determined that he has some injuries to his back. He will not compete today and potentially for the rest of the season. But we got back to racing. Look at this charge. This is the battle for the lead down into turn one. The number one, Danny Formile, Kyle Marcelli, they are going for it big time. And why would they not? They had Ryan Norman right behind him fighting for the lead and fights throughout the different classes. And this is actually a little class-on-class class action here, the 70 and the 48 got to know who you're racing with. You can't get mixed up when somebody else's problems, but the white flag waves for the number one, and it doesn't take long to get around that four miles and back and celebrate the victory, number one, in victory lane again, overall and in the pro category. Field streaming around towards Canada Corner. We talk about those four different classes, Jeremy. It's just the drivers that are different. It's The cars are all exactly the same. They are. And we have the, the pro drivers up front, the six of those. There's 10 pro-am uh, combinations. There's nine am cars and 10 in the LB Cup for the drivers who have very little experience prior to this weekend. So 35 cars in total. The only car that won't be starting today's race from yesterday is unfortunately that uh, Tom Capizzi and JC Dubetz uh, entry. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on. The pole sitter for today in LB Cup is uh, once again Mark Wilgus, who is the championship points leader in LB Cup. He will start 17th on the grid in car number 50 for Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics. In the AM category, 
brilliant run by Dominic Starkweather, who started, who will start third overall for Valkyrie Velocity. In admitted that the, the qualifying session yesterday was interrupted fairly early, but Dominic got a lap in early and will start third on the grid. In Pro Am, Nick Persing, just his second weekend in anything other than open wheel car, he will start sixth on the grid in car number eight for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, best of Pro Ams, and on the poles position. As was the case yesterday, is Ryan Norman for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Aldersport. Looking for his first win. He almost got it yesterday. Boy, he had a great battle with Danny Formal. But he had to settle for second position. He does not want to settle for second position today, Brian Till. No, he does not want to settle. And look at this. 35 Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2s lined up. Column formation up the hill. Waiting for the green. Ryan Norman aboard the black and orange number 84 Driver's right alongside of him, Danny Formal in the number one. Waiting, waiting, waiting for that flag. Looking for it. There it is. We're racing at Road America. And one more time, Jeremy, Ryan Norman, an awesome jump at the start. He did. He was, uh, like I said, he doesn't want to settle for second position today. <laughs> and he showed it right there. A great start for him to jump into the lead. And uh, the... The, the guy who, who, with whom he battled yesterday. Ryan Norman, of course, is driving this race solo. Danny Formal is sharing his number one car with Kyle Marcelli, and we'll have the implications of that to talk about in a few in, the, in, in a minute or two's time because there is a mandatory pit stop that will take place during this race. But right now, it's Ryan Norman who leads from Danny Formal and Dominic Starkweather tucking into third position there, just ahead of Joel Miller. Down into turn five the first time. These drivers needing to get these hand-cooked tires up to temperature, up to pressure here on this brand-new surface, which is absolutely billiard table smooth. And the 88, the white, green, and red Lamborghini forcing their way to the front. That was the 88. Lucas Peterson behind the wheel right now, sharing that car with Gianno Torino. Did not start where they wanted to. Well back, 12th overall. That's well right. back in the pro category, so they're going to be charging forward. That's exactly right, uh, Brian. But Lucas Peterson just didn't get a clear lap in in the early stages of that session. Uh, and uh, he, he knows the car is faster than that. Finished third yesterday, so he'll be charging his way forward. Another guy was on the move there was that purple car, which is, uh, which is Kjorn Tanden. This is exactly one year on from his very first car race. He's, still, he's a youngster is uh, Kion Tan, and he's just uh, 20 years of age, but uh, he's, he's learned a lot in this year, had a good one run yesterday, and won the Pro-Am class. Well, won the Pro-Am class, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, because your math is a lot better than mine, but with the problems that John Capestro de Betz had, that huge crash in their finishing position, I'm not sure they got any points, and I believe that Kion Tandon may actually be leading the championship now in the Pro-Am Driver Championship. Well, he should be, but there was a penalty after yesterday's race because that was one of the cars we talked about during the race yesterday. One of the cars that came in in during a pit stop, during the... uh, Oops, yeah, that's... Oh, that's the uh, number 10 car. That's the guy who won yesterday in the LB Cup class. That's the youngster, Graham Doyle, who's uh, off the road. And we saw Graham with a problem yesterday. This is up in 14, and... I think he gets in there and he has to dodge to the outside. Maybe yeah. leaves his braking a little bit late. Has to dodge to the outside to avoid the car in front of him. Does a Finds really that good, gravel trap. Great yeah, job here wow. to keep it rolling, though. Yeah, kept it rolling there. Get some forward momentum, able to get out of that gravel trap. He had an incident with another car yesterday, but he came back and he actually won the LB Cup class for the first time in his young career. So really good job by young Graham Doyle there. As we see all sorts of battling going on around the field here. Uh, but uh, there's all sorts of excitement as these guys shuffle their positions. Uh, because of that truncated qualifying session yesterday, there's quite a few cars, not just Lucas Peterson in number 88, that is out of position in terms of their overall pace. Looking down to the 20, that beautiful, just shiny gold livery on the 20 is amazing to me as he heads into the carousel and around. Bryson Liu sharing that car with Sheehan Chandra Soma this weekend. That's a new pairing. They've moved over to TPC Motorsports. Did not have the result they wanted yesterday, but that is a formidable driver pairing. Well, it really is. Uh, Bryson Liu won last year's uh, Pro-Am Championship. Sheehan Chandra Soma won the Am Championship last season. 
Sheehan has, has done the other races this season and has has uh, driven with different co-drivers in each of the three race meetings so far this season and now the change of team as well so different surroundings every every weekend for Sheehan but they're having another good run, strong run here there's some difficulties yesterday they're involved in the incident on the first lap so didn't get the result they they, uh, they deserved but looking for a good strong run here in round six out of 12 in the championship tell you who's having a good run right now is the number 12 of Starkweather, you talked about it, Jeremy. In the AM category, he's third on the racetrack right now. I mean, yeah. the impressive performance that he is putting in this weekend, it's opening a lot of people's eyes. And, and holding his own there, I mean, really is. I mean, and behind him was Joel Miller, who's just been t- passed by his teammate. Both those two cars running in a pro class. Young Jake Walker, another youngster, just, uh, just uh, 17 years of age. Jake is from Pennsylvania. Uh, he's moved himself up into, or had moved himself into, up into fourth position. Well, and for Jake, he ran in Michelin Pilot Challenge at Lime Rock just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Very impressive on his debut there. And now from a TCR car, I believe, that was at Lime Rock to back into his Lamborghini. <laughs> You're looking at very different cars, but the performance that he has put in has been the same. Yeah, very impressive young man, really. He's been, he's been coached and mentored by Buddy Rice, former Indianapolis 500 winner, and he's under Buddy's direction. He's driving as many different cars as he possibly can to gain more experience of different types of cars, different circuits, different configurations of car, and it's all going to be of benefit to him as he moves on with his career. Yeah, for Dominic Starkweather, he had started the season with... Or, or, began the season late he missed the first round started at Watkins Glen shared that car with Tyler Cook Tyler Cook not here this weekend and so he moved to another category and I wonder and and I don't want to send Chris Ward to do something he's not supposed to do right you can be moved out of your category is my point and for Dominic Starkweather you got to think how well do I want to perform today right well, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, he did the first <laughs> I just race. Want to of, win my class. Well, the first race of the season, he ran in the AM class. Second race of the season, he ran in the Pro class. We we're sharing it with Tyler Cook, and now back uh, at where he feels like he belongs, driving solo this weekend in that car number twelve, and uh, really showing his paces is Dominic Starkweather in third position. You see the eighty-eight coming down pit road. The pit stops that you referred to earlier are mandatory, but that pit window when you have to make your stop is in between 20 minutes into the race and 30 minutes in. So this is going to be a penalty, I'm hearing, for the start, changing lanes on the start before the start-finish line. You can't be out of your column formation on the start, and that's the call that we're getting on the 88. We saw yesterday that uh, Nico Jimin got a warning for that in car number 30 started on the front row of the grid and tucked in behind the pole pole sitter away from the rolling start but look uh, Lucas Peterson has been here uh, long enough now he did uh, a couple of races last season uh, so there's no warnings there for Lucas Peterson the penalty it is and that's going to cost him a lot of track position Brian Till Jeremy Shaw with you Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America from Road America this is Race number six on the season, the third racing weekend. And a problem here, obvious contact either with another Ooh. car. Or I'm going to think a wall for the number nine as that rear wing all askew up in the air. That's Wesley Slimp aboard the nine. And he'll limp that car back around, but it is a long way to limp it, Jeremy, around this well, racetrack. He doesn't seem to be limping, does he? He's pushing on as best he can. Yeah, uh, he's going to have a problem when he gets to the carousel, however. This, this next corner to the right is going to be really interesting with that wing angle like that. Well, and the officials, whether you can run the car like that or not without the rear wing, that's one thing, but the officials are going to want that wing to be removed. They may or may not let it back out on the racetrack. They don't want it to fall off in front of other traffic that's out there. So I'm sure the officials are looking at that going, yeah, I'm not sure, guys. I think that car needs to come to pit road. And quite honestly, the crew needs to be on the radio with him. He may not be able to see it. So they need to make sure that he knows that he's not going to have a lot of rear downforce because he doesn't have a rear wing working for him anymore. Uh, No, he doesn't. And uh, that's going to be 
very interesting for him. He'll find out. Well, he'll know by now because the handling of that car will certainly seem strange. Uh, and I'm sure he'll get the call. I, I would imagine he'll get the call to, to come onto the pit lane this time around. Or does he? Maybe he doesn't. No, he didn't. Yikes. He did not. Looking down to the, the number 50, Wilgus has been in control of LB Cup. Really all season long leads the championship. Does Mark. Lamborghini Beverly Hills entry out of Forte Racing powered by U.S. Racetronics. And he's having one of those seasons that everybody wants to have. Three wins, two second-place finishes. It has not been off the podium. Some pole positions as well. And this team, this car, really performing well here at Road America this weekend. Well, it is. And, uh, and you know, he's, been, he's had a really good uh, first season in these cars. I mean, no experience prior to this to speak of he'd done a little bit of club racing uh, perhaps but not much more than that so it's been a steep learning curve for uh, for mark but uh, you know he's he's um, you know, his real life he's a healthcare software developer yeah that translates into racing doesn't it he, he did some some uh, tcx races last year he did a couple of races last season literally that was it his coach is, is cameron shields who's a, a young australian driver who's a very talented young man, and, and uh, Mark Wilgus has learned very quickly from Cameron, and he's doing a really fine job this season. Yeah, he set the fastest lap in LB Cup, did Mark Wilgus the last time around, so that car really, really on it, and that driver on it, and a problem here at the exit of the carousel. I cannot see what car number. Is that the 10 again? No, 86 is around. So we can see what happens here. To John Hirschberg, just gets high there in the carousel, and we've seen that throughout the weekend, both in Michelin Pilot Challenge, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, now Lamborghini Super Trofeo. If you get up off that line in the carousel, Jeremy, the grip just falls away almost instantly. Yeah, it does, and uh, and we've we've seen, yeah, as you say, we've seen a bunch of cars off there. It's uh, it, you're carrying a lot of speed at the exit of the carousel, and. There's not a lot of grip offline either. So once you, if you run a little bit wide, you're going to get wider, and then you get a, get on the grass, and then you've got a bigger problem. But uh, he didn't seem to hit anything, did he? That's the good news. No. And he's able to continue on. Meanwhile, out front, to Ryan Norman has been turning some very quick laps. He was pulling away from Danny Fulmal in second position. But last time around, Danny Fulmal set the a new fastest lap of the race, which was actually a new lap record for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Uh, it was a full three-tenths of a second faster than he went yesterday in set during, while setting the fastest lap of the race. And there's now there's only a second between the top two. The top two, And they're well clear of Jake Walker, who's got himself up in the third position. But just a little bit farther back, there's tr some tremendous battles here with that number 42 car, the purple car of Kjorn Tandon, under pressure from uh, Bryson Liu in that car number 20. The, the gold-wrapped car looks stunning, doesn't it? Well, and pretend on he was putting pressure on the number eight just in front of him. That's first, second, and third in the Pro-Am category that just heads through the kink. The black number eight followed by that purple 42, that bright gold number 20. Yeah. These drivers That's... having a good go of it. They really haven't been able to separate themselves. And another penalty for the start. Afir Levy on board the number 13 will have to serve a drive-through penalty as well. And a drive-through penalty here, Jeremy, I believe is about 42 seconds at pit lane speed. Yeah. So it's a painful one. Now, if you get a full course caution, you can get back to the field, but you're going to have to work your way back into the fights that you were in before you served that penalty. That's right. And uh, that, bat that the battle between the, the purple car of Kion Tandon and the, and the 20 gold car, Bryson Liu, just ahead of them is that uh, is Nick Persing in the number eight car, and that is one two three in pro am. So we've got four pro cars in front of the field. Ryan Norman, Danny Formal, uh, well clear at the front. Jake Walker running in third position ahead of his teammate Joel Miller, and then this 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 battle going on between Nick Persing in car number eight, right behind him, Kjorn Tandon, Bryson Law. Bryson Liu, Dominic Starkweather slipped back a little bit now into the eighth position, but still leads the AM class, but not by much because he's got a pro car right behind him. That's Sebastian Saavedra in caliber 30. And then the second place car in AM is Anthony McIntosh, who had a great run yesterday. 
This battle continues in Pro-Am. Meanwhile, Ryan Norman up front on board the number 84, having a great run. And you, you talk about a great run. Danny Vermeil, Kyle Marcelli, undefeated so far this season. And, you know, you, you always want to win a race, right, Jeremy? You always want to win a ball game, whatever the competition that you're in. It always feels better when you knock off the, the reigning champions, right, to do it, or that team that's undefeated. And that's exactly what Ryan Norman's trying to do. Great performance here this weekend, and certainly today. He was magic at the start. Once he took over that number one position at the drop of the green flag, he has not been headed since then. He has not, but uh, the, his, his biggest challenge is going to come at the pit stop. Uh, we alluded to yes. a little bit earlier on. He's, uh, there's a spin for car number 11. That is uh, Raymond Davoudi, who's running fourth in LB Cup in that Valkyrie Velocity car number 11. Quick spin at uh, turn six. Just gone on the power a little bit too soon. Around it goes, but no harm, no foul. Able to continue. Looked just like Tom Tate's incident well, there yesterday, yes. with the exception of he didn't make contact with the wall, True. right? I mean, but the same kind of spin coming off the corner. True, except Tom told me last night that it was actually there was a slight water leak uh, out of the engine bay, ah. and that caused him to to to, to have that sp- that caused the initial sideways moment, and around it went from there. And Tom's had absolutely zero luck this season. Really, really, whatever can go wrong has gone wrong. It seems like, but he's having a, a reasonable run now and running kind of in the towards the yeah in the middle of the pack. Ophir Levy serving his penalty here at Road America. That's the start penalty for being out of the column at the start. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action. Race number six of the season. Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw with you. So Ophir Levy down pit road as the battle in the AM category heads out of turn five, up the hill to turn six. The bright red number 12, Dominic Starkweather, leads there. And then just behind him, the second car back, is the number 69 of Anthony McIntosh out of the Precision Performance Motorsports Stable, Lamborghini Palm Beach. Every one of these cars, Jeremy, obviously they're running with different teams, but I think the great thing is there's a driver championship in all four categories. There's also a team championship, and there's a dealer associated with every one of these Lamborghinis on the racetrack, and there's a championship for the dealers as well. It is, that's exactly right, and the... the the, the points for the dealership championship are the same as for the drivers and for the teams. You get 15 points for a win, 12 for second place, 10 for third, then 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 to the top 10 finishes in each of the classes and or the uh, teams or dealers. However, there's a twist for the teams and dealerships. There's one extra point for each car that they enter. So the more cars you have, the more points you're going to get. And uh, the uh, the Palm Beach, Palm Beach dealership have twigged onto that one, so they are they are behind a lot more cars here this year than in the past. They've got ten cars, I think, in this race, so they hold a handy lead in in the in the points table because they've got some good fast drivers in each of the classes as well. Well, the AM battle continues up the front straightaway. Starkweather in that bright red number twelve, like we were saying, the car that's actually sandwiched between himself. And the nearest competitor of McIntosh in the AM category is actually Sebastian Saavedra, so a driver with a lot of experience, open-wheel cars and such, and found his way into the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Championship. And it's a place where you find drivers of all experience levels, and I think that's one of the things that makes it great. And you and I have talked about this a lot, Jeremy. It's become more of a destination series and a ladder series for a lot of drivers trying to work their way up through sports car racing. I'm not sure it was that way 10 years ago, but it certainly has been that way the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and we see a lot of younger drivers in this championship as well compared to the past. Uh, The championship's been going now for 10 years, but uh, primarily it was drivers who were kind of out there for some fun. Well, now drivers have seen this as as a potential launching pad to their careers, and that's why there's now a dozen or more drivers that are 20 years or 21 years of age or younger. The youngest driver in the field, Jake Walker, 17 years of age. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're seen, and he has been picked up by the Lamborghini Young Driver uh, development team. So, you know, there are some great opportunities in this championship, and it's, uh, it's a real option for, for 
drivers to carve a career in sports car racing. And there's a lot more opportunities in sports car racing, arguably, than there are in the open wheel ranks. New Absolutely. fastest lap last time around. New, new fastest lap last down time. On 31, yeah. As we close down on 31 minutes, Jeremy, 31 minutes to go in this race, that means we're a minute away from the pit window opening. It opens 20 minutes in and stays open for 10 minutes. And we need to talk about those pit stops because okay. you just mentioned it a little while ago. They're going to come into play, and here's the reason why. No tires, no fuel. In the one-driver format, it's a different minimum time on pit road than the two-driver format. In fact, if you're in the two-driver format, minimum time on pit road is 99 seconds. One-driver format, it's 102 seconds. So you look at Danny Formal in second place right now, 1.7 seconds back. If they both did the perfect pit stop, you would expect the number one to come out in front of the 84. Well, that's exactly right. And that's exactly what happened yesterday in the race because uh, Ryan Norman was looking pretty comfortable yesterday, but that shorter pit stop for the number one car is what enabled it to get into the lead. Ryan Norman closed in again in the latter stage. We saw that in the, in the highlights as we started this show that uh, they got really, really close uh, up at turn one while they were negotiating slower traffic. I mean, that was that was a definition, was it not, of, of on-the-limit racing. They were borderline oh over the limit, but they just about kept it on, on, the, on the black stuff. Uh, and we're able to continue. It was a tremendous battle, and Ryan Norman is pushing as hard as he can right now. A couple of laps ago, he set a new fastest lap of the race, ergo a new lap record for Lamborghini Super Trofeo, and he's trying to extend that, ge that gap over Danny Formal in second position as much as he can. Lamborghini Super Trofeo continues from Road America, and now decisions are going to need to be made, Jeremy, about when do you make this pit stop, that mandatory pit stop. The pit window is now open for the 84 of Ryan Norman, the number one, Danny Formal. Are they on the same strategy or different? Well, there's the answer to my question. Norman, straight to pit road. Yes, so uh, that's he, he's, he's a solo driver. He's going to make his get his pit stop out of the way. Uh, we saw yesterday several drivers elected to, to, to run long during the race uh, and wait till the last potential opportunity to come in and make their pit stops before that window closes, which is with 20 minutes to go in the race. That caught them out, however, because there was then a full course caution. When there is a full course caution, the pits are closed, so you cannot make your mandatory pit stop during a yellow flag. Uh, and that uh, was very costly for two or three drivers, including including the, the guys who initially won in the the AM class uh, in car number uh, 69, Anthony McIntosh and Glenn McGee. They won the race on the road, but they had made their pit stop at the wrong time to go a post-race penalty. Ugh. And that's just it. I mean, when you're Danny Formal and you see the 84 head to the pits, you're, you're like, well, and we see him there at the bottom of the screen, lay the lap time down, see if you can... Get a couple of good laps in. That would have closed that imaginary distance to the 84 when it was in front of you. Put qualifying laps in right now because we know that he's got to sit on pit lane a little bit longer. And I think that's why they decided to stay out. Do some laps right now. See if we can get in front of him basically virtually, let's say. And then when we do our stop, it'll be easily done because we will have taken care of it with fast laps on the racetrack as well as a pit stop that takes three seconds long, shorter. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, the strategy, this might be a relatively short race. And just one pit stop and no fuel or tires or anything like that. No, uh, in his case, for, for Ryan Norman, no driver change. But he wants to get himself out there in clear, on a clear track so he can get up to speed again and, and continue to turn fast laps like he was before that pit stop. And the, the, that strategy has worked out. It would appear perfectly right now because there's nobody in front of him, as was the case before he came to the pits. And he's able now, he hopes, to turn some quick laps. And that will translate into a continued lead after the number one car makes its pit stop, which is right now. I was going to say, which is right now. He just came in. It was interesting. I was looking at it. You don't want to get burned like you were talking about, Jeremy. If you stay out and we go yellow, then there's a problem and you can't get your pit stop done the way that you need to. But I was just looking at it, and I was like, Ryan Norman's going to be in traffic this lap. Danny Formal had another lap with absolutely no traffic in front of him. I would have been tempted to leave him out for one more lap. 
Yeah, but I'm sure Carl Marseille said, look, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, I want to get in this car. So bring My him turn. in now. We don't, as you say, we don't want to get caught out by any caution periods, but that was a, a great first hit for Danny Formal. Uh, uh, he kept in touch with Ryan Norman, who's been the four-man all weekend on pole for both races. You get an extra point, by the way, championship point for pole position. Ryan Norman's been perfect there. And uh, he was within about two seconds was Danny Formal before Ryan Norman peeled into the pit lane. So that gives him kind of a one-second buffer, if you like, uh, in terms of the fact that the number uh, uh, number 84 car was three seconds longer. It has to be more than three seconds longer than the number one car. Brian Tilton, Jeremy Shaw with you. Lamborghini Super Trofeo from Road America. Pit stops happening, and this is big right now. The number one, Kyle Marcelli behind the wheel. He's starting to leave pit lane, looking on the racetrack. Here comes the 84, Ryan Norman. Marcelli needs to get that Lamborghini up to speed. Norman's coming across the line right now, and now Kyle Marcelli is going to need to get himself up to speed. Ryan Norman's been out there. He's done his stop. Tires are still warmed, pressured. He knows exactly what the racetrack's like. If you're going to get it done, now's the opportunity to pounce. And how frustrating is it for Ryan Norman to watch that red car appear from behind the pit wall? Is it coming down the front straightaway? I think, Jeremy, that the laps put in by Danny Fromall once the 84 head, headed to pit road, in addition to the three-second longer pit stop, I think those that lap helped. I think that bought him some time as well. It was a great in-lap, certainly. The lap before that was a, it was a 2 minutes 6.1 for Danny Formal. Uh, the previous lap for Ryan Norman had been a, a, a 2 minutes 6.5, so he gained uh, three or four tenths of a second on that lap, but I think it was a great in-lap for uh, Danny Formal. Uh, carried as much speed as he can, as late as he could to, before breaking down to that pit lane speed limit. Uh, and that has uh, enabled that uh, lead to change to take place. And now uh, the gap is certainly more than a couple of seconds, I would say. Uh, and uh, so I think it was just down to that in-lap. A few, a few tenths of a second saved by Danny Formal. And that's been the difference so far. But now we've seen all weekend long, Ryan Norman has a pace. Can he close in now? Yesterday he closed in on Danny Formal. Today he's got to close in on uh, Carl Marcelli. Their teammates, of course, at Wayne Taylor Racing. 24 on pit road. Kevin Madsen behind the wheel at the start when he comes to the pits. And we understand that there was a little bit of an exciting pit in. Oh, oh, what do I do? Am I going? Yep, I am. Something, though, didn't look right on that car. Madsen, a very talented race car driver. And, yeah, there was a little wiggle on the way out, but it continued to wiggle, and it didn't look right. And, in fact, when the car began to leave the pit box, Ron Atapatu behind the wheel looked like he was waving and saying, hey, guys, something... Something's not right, and I'm looking at it right now, and it doesn't look right at all. No, it, it, I think Ronald Atatou is clearly not not happy with that car. Something is not to his liking, uh, so he's not yet up to speed and uh, crawling around the inside line there at turn one, and, yeah, clearly something amiss with that car. It's, it's something amiss in the rear of the car, it looks like to me, Jeremy, and think everything is where it needs to be i don't see a tire that looks like it's out of alignment or towed in or towed out um i don't know that is that's odd and it may be some type of a drive issue where it's got more drive on one side than the other yeah. i'm not sure but there's something amiss with the 24 yeah drive shaft potentially problem there we've seen uh yeah, that's 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 a shame because they get a good good first in there for uh, Kevin Madsen, uh, but it looks like it's not going well for a run out of two. Still not up to speed as he heads down underneath the Sargento Bridge. Remember, they won at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in the very first race of the season in the AM category. They've struggled a little bit since then, but like you said, a good run going here. And Ron has said, no, he's going to take the runoff at turn five, and he may take the back door up and through the paddock area back to that team's transporter because he's not at all happy with that race car. And you don't want to go through that runoff area and back onto the racetrack at turn 13 
you can. You can go all the way through there. The officials do not want that to happen by any stretch of the imagination. So a bad day for the 24 team at Ansem Motorsports. Oh, it's disappointing, and particularly after that win in the first round of the, of the season. They were a little bit fortunate there because there were various incidents on the final lap. Not quite sure. They were fourth or fifth, I think, in class going into the final lap, but all the cars in front of them tangled together in, in two or three different separate incidents. Uh, and uh, Kevin Madsen came through and won the race very gratefully. You've got to put yourself in that position, of course, to do to take advantage of that. He did, and he got the win. But look at this. A battle for the lead is on again because Ryan Norman has got his head down, uh, and he was a, a good bit quicker on, on that last lap than Carl Marcelli. He's now right on his tail as a head underneath the Sargento Bridge toward turn five. Well, and it wouldn't surprise me if the number one team, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, their Lamborghini of Palm Beach entry, it wouldn't surprise me if they got a call from race control over the exit of turn one that last time through because Marcelli was outside of what is considered track limits in turn one. And I know the officials are going to look at it. Pit window is now closed. All the teams and drivers have served their mandatory pit stop. But take a look at that exit of turn one. You can be out on the area where the white stripes are, but for Marcelli, he's several inches past that. You see the 84 of Ryan Norman still well up on that area of the racetrack. So the officials will look at that, and if they don't like what they see, they'll say, hey, fix it. I doubt there would be a penalty, but I think they would warn him about being out there this next time by, and he is under attack for sure by Ryan Norman. Speaking about under attack, and again, you've got to know who you're racing with. The number 12, Dominic Starkweather, Starkweather, the car directly behind him is Nico Jamin, and that is not for battle in class. So you've got to be smart and go, hey, who am I racing with? Because I don't want to go wheel to wheel with somebody and risk my car in a good finishing position because he's leading an am, right, Jeremy? You got to know. And, you know, sometimes you got to kind of put your pride aside and go, I mean, this is fun right now, but let's not risk a win. No, exactly right. Uh, it's uh, pretty close between those two. Nico Jumin, though, massively experienced. He's been racing here for, uh, well, started off a dozen years ago in USF 2000 when he won the championship uh, as part of the sort of stairway towards the NTT IndyCar Series. He raced up at this track up to the level of Indy Lights and also did a first IndyCar test here at Road America for Andretti Autosport. I think that was 2017. Uh, and he's loving the opportunity, as Nico Jumin, to come back to North America. He's from France, been racing in Europe the last few years. He's going to try and make a move here at Turn 1. But, uh, yeah, OK, Dominic, start with, I think, wisely yeah. they left the door open as Jumin goes past. He knows, he will know who's behind him or who will be told who is behind him. And Nico Jumin, needs a really quick driver, and he's looking to, to make up ground. And Dominic, start with, they're really heads up driving. In that, car, in that car number 12 and he's got he's only got a couple of seconds in hand though over Glenn McGee who's in car number 69 and running in second place in AM so now the battle up front the pro category overall exits the carousel and Ryan Norman leaving absolutely no room at the exit of the corner using every bit of this new asphalt that has been put down, hanging on to that rear wing of Kyle Marcelli. Down to Canada corner. And before the repave, this was a, a really pretty bumpy break zone, yeah. Jeremy. But as it is smoothed out, it's really brought some great racing down to Canada corner. I mean, we've always had great racing down there, but you can really attack that corner now on the brakes. Yeah, great point, I think. And uh, yeah, Once this track gets fully rubbered in, it's going to be even better than it was uh, and has been for the last, you know, better part of, what, 55 years or 60 years? Or, or, when was the when track? 55, wasn't it, track, I think, was yeah, uh, inaugurated. 55 was the first race. Yeah, so I've been racing a long, long time, and uh, the, yeah, the track service now, it's, it's really coming in this weekend. I was here for the IndyCars uh, a couple of months ago, and by the end of that weekend, it was just kind of too rubber grooves around the racetrack because they're all single make uh, uh, races in, on the IndyCar weekend and there wasn't much 
multi-class activity as there has been this weekend so there wasn't much rubber laid down off the primary racing line well that's not the case this weekend and the track has been just getting better and better and better through this whole weekend it's now a lot more raceable gives you more opportunity to move offline and potentially make a pass than was the case earlier in the weekend and that's uh, what Ryan Norman is hoping for. He's going to hope, hope he can create an opportunity for himself to make a pass on Kyle Marcelli. But Kyle isn't going to want to do that. And super consistent. The last two laps from Kyle Marcelli, both at 2 minutes 7.3. Understand the 20 car, Sheehan Chandra Soma, behind the wheel of that beautiful gold entry. Problems just a lap ago up the top of the screen. Wow. Be glad you weren't racing here 20 years ago because the wall was right beside the racetrack at that point. Man, that was uh, that was a scary moment. He didn't he didn't slow down much. He didn't, did he? No, no. I felt no. He didn't even cost him a position. Uh, <laughs> he's still running third in the uh, in the pro am class. Luke Berkeley leads it now in kind of a 42, number eight car. Nate Stacy overtaken over. Look at this! Look at this! Ooh, this is the lead. Good. It was. That's not good. That was the battle for the lead, and it is not anymore. Ryan Norman attacking up the inside, dropped a wheel, hooked back. I believe that's the number 17, an innocent victim in all of this as well. I think that's Tiger Tari in the 17 that sits damaged. And Kyle Marcelli may have dodged a big bullet, actually, in the form of a Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. And that's brought out the full course caution and 14 minutes remaining then in this 50-minute race. Ah, gosh, that was, uh, it was a bold bold move by by uh, Ryan Norman. Let's have a look at it again on replay. There's uh, a couple of slower cars in front. He jinxed, well, he sort of had to jink to the right. I think he got kind of caught out a little bit there, did Ryan Norman. But uh, uh, it, was, it was too brave, really. Uh, Kyle Marcelli parks his number one right in the middle of the racetrack. Yeah. He doesn't move. He just makes Absolutely. makes it known that you're not going to get up the inside of me. And I don't know if it catches Ryan Norman out. They make that little bit of contact. He could have gotten in there and gotten big into the ABS and just has to kind of flick the wheel to the right to avoid running over Marcelli. Did get into the back of him a little bit. But when he makes that move and goes darting to the right, he clips that right rear drops the wheel, and then it is Katie Bar the door, and Marcelli watches him pivot right around the nose of his number one. Man, Man that was close. That was super close, wasn't it? And yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Nothing that uh, Carl Marcelli did wrong. He, put, he he went down the inside of that slower car, and uh, I think Ryan Norman sort of kind of thought, uh, "Here's my opportunity," and then he realized yeah, they were offline. There was going to be less grip on an inside line. So, therefore, Carl Marcelli braked a little bit earlier than he would have done if he was on the outside racing line. And that caught, uh, by surprise, I think, Ryan Norman, who then jumped on, you know, had to jink right, jump on the brakes. By then, he was going way, way too fast to make the corner. So, a uh, mistake for Ryan Norman. But, look, what a great run he put up there. Uh, it was a tremendous battle that he had. He's shown his pace this weekend. It's been really, really impressive. Yeah, I mean, he is without a doubt, shown his skill, the talent behind the wheel. And that's just a difficult situation. I knew they were running up on slower traffic, and I knew that it was going to become an issue somewhere between Canada Corner and Turn 14 up onto the front straightaway. And I thought that may be the opportunity that Ryan had to get something done. But when it stacked up there a little bit, it just caught him by surprise and not able to get slowed down. Kyle was thinking about whether he was going to go around both of them or one of them. So he had a little thought of his own, and I think that just kind of, like you said, Jeremy, stacked up, Ryan, and then that contact is made. And once that right side tire gets into the dirt, it, it is off. Yeah, it's game over at that stage, isn't it? So uh, that's a yeah. shame for him. But uh, Tiger Tari also the kind of innocent victim there in the LB Cup, cla- LB Cup class car. So he's off the road as well. I don't think there's any major damage to that car, but it certainly got clipped nope. by by Ryan Norman, I think, as he spun across his bows. Tiger Tari's car is going to have to go on a rollback. Here's a look at it again. Marcelli in the middle of the racetrack. I mean, once he sticks it in the middle of the racetrack, Jeremy, he doesn't move. He's on nope. a perfectly straight line. Yep. 
And like I said, I think it just caught Ryan Norman out. I don't believe Ryan Norman was going to try to actually lunge down the inside. I just don't think he can get the car slowed down, like you said. I'm not sure about that. I think I, I think he was certainly caught. I mean, Carl Marcelli was, was really smart in that situation because he knew he was offline on the inside. There is less grip there. There isn't as much rubber laid down. So you're going to have to break earlier than you would normally do. And I think uh, even if Kyle hadn't been there, I'm not so sure on that line that Ryan Norman would have made the corner, the corner in any case. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it really heads up driving there from, from Kyle Marcelli. And uh, he comes away with a win, no contact. Oh, excuse me, not with a win, with the, with the lead still that he maintains. And, uh, but now it's going to be interesting to see whether, you know, I think he got through there without any lockups or any, certainly any contact with yeah. anybody. So he should be in good shape. But he's going to have Joel Miller behind him at the re- oh there's a couple of lap cars perhaps between himself and Joel Miller running in second position in kind of a 55 and right behind Joel in this the multi multi blue hued giddy car going through turn three right now that is Joel Miller former factory Mazda driver and behind him the youngster Jake Walker just 17 years of age uh, teammates at 47 motorsports he's learning a lot not only from his his driver coach uh, Buddy Rice this is Jake Walker talking but also from Joel with all his experience as well so uh, that's a, an interesting battle and right behind those two also are the are the Pro-Am leaders Luke Berkeley in car number 42 that's a, the purple car behind him is the black car number 8 of Nate Stacy, and then the gold machine of Chandra Chandrasoma uh, who's been again very impressive did a few F4 races a few years ago uh, last year was uh, was super fast in the in the AM class. Ended up winning the championship in this series, and uh, he's 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 done a good job. And this 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 weekend, taking that car to uh, TPC racing for the first time this year. Good to see that team back again in action, and uh, they they already have plans to to run the second car in the final couple of rounds of the season. I believe the Canadian Marco Cironi is going to be driving for them at the last couple of rounds, which is going to be fun. Uh, he's a lot of experience in GT3 Cup racing from, from Canada these days, but born in Rome, Italy. Uh, and the, the world finals for Lamborghini Super Trofeo is going to be at Vallelunga, just outside of Rome. And Marco said, I want to be there. So uh, he's, he, in order to, to go to the world finals, he has to do at least one other non-world finals event. And he's going to do, make his debut, I believe, at uh, at VIR next time out, I, I want to go there, right? Yeah, well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, why, why would you not want to yeah, go yeah, there? Yeah. yeah. Under full course caution at Road America, Lamborghini Super Trofeo for an incident involving Ryan Norman, who was battling for the lead with Kyle Marcelli, and it also wrapped up Tiger Tari in a different class vehicle. So they are getting things cleaned up down in Canada Corner, but. You know, I said I wanted to go to the world final, Jeremy, because you look at the Lamborghini Super Trofeo schedule, both here in North America and worldwide, it's an exemplary one. And I look to 2024 and the schedule just, it gets even better. It's got some surprises in it. It's got some returns in it. And most importantly, when you think about Lamborghini, if you're a race fan, a sports car fan, you know that the Lamborghini GTP LMDH is going to debut next year. So the LMDH platform, it will run in WEC, it will run in IMSA and GTP form. That is going to be a big, big debut for Lamborghini next year, and they've made a great effort, and IMSA has worked with them considerably to make sure that four of the five Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America races next year will be on a weekend when that Lamborghini GTP car is also running, or the LMDH car, because the schedule looks like this. It will start at Sebring, and Lamborghini Super Trofeo has not been to Sebring since 2015. That's where we think the GTP car will debut. Moves on to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. The Lamborghini GTP car will not be there, as it's running only the endurance races as scheduled so far. Then to Watkins Glen for the sixth hour, where the GTP car will be. Coda with WEC, and then Indy, for the six-hour weekend where we expect to see 
the Lamborghini GTP entry perform as well. So that's a really, really cool schedule. And I think the thing that's neat about it is the consistency of quality events for Lamborghini Super Trofeo is one of the mainstays of this series, as is rule stability, the format of the races, and the cars. Completely agree. And uh, I think you know the, the, there's a lot of uh, anticipation about that Lamborghini GTP car making its uh, debut, we hope, at Sebring. That's the plan. It hasn't been confirmed yet. But uh, the, the thinking is the car won't be ready in time to take to the Rolex 24 at Daytona, and that Sebring will indeed be its first race. So that's going to be a tremendous event, uh, well, for all sports car fans, let alone uh, fans of Lamborghini. And so to have the Super Trofeo there as well, I think, is a, is a, a really a really good move. And you know, Sebring is a track that always provides great racing. Dominic Starkweather leading in his number 12 entry in the AM category out of Valkyrie Velocity and Lamborghini Austin. It's Kyle Marcelli who leads overall in the pro category. Luke Berkeley aboard the number 42 in the pro-am category. And that car out of NTE Sport and Lamborghini Broward. We talked about how important the dealers are for Lamborghini Super Trofeo competitors and teams. And then in LB Cup, I sound like a broken record here, Jeremy. Mark Wilgus leading aboard his number 50, that very familiar number 50 that we have seen up front for Forte Racing, powered by U.S. Racetronics all season long. Yeah, you just uh, yesterday you got to, you got caught out by the caution period yesterday, did Mark, and so had to uh, settle for a second place finish. It was his, it was uh, Wayne Taylor racing with with, with Andretti Autosports Graham Doyle that uh, that won the race yesterday, despite having that incident early on. He was just fortunate with the timing and was able to stay on the on the lead lap where all the other contenders in LB Cup fell a lap down during the pit stop sequence so uh, he, he took advantage of that won the race but yeah Mark Wilgers three wins in two seconds I think that's not a bad way to start your first full season of racing is it okay it is not safety a bad way to start your first season of racing lights out on the Lamborghini Huracan safety car yeah. Kyle Marcelli will lead the field back to green Slowly out of turn 13, heads into 14, will pull the trigger and accelerate up the front straightaway. And as soon as the green flag flies, we're racing already, jockeying around <laughs> in the back of the pack, coming through turn 14. And what a restart yeah. Kyle Marcelli got. Yeah, he saw there was a couple of lap cars in between himself and the second-place car, Joel Miller. So he was out of here. Yeah, he just got on the throttle as soon as he possibly could out of the turn 14. And Miller can't quite get down the inside. Raymond Davudi, I think that is, at... Uh, at uh, turn one, so he's going to cost him a little bit of ground. Ooh, oh, and yikes. a big problem in turn one. Four cars involved. Not exactly sure who they are yet. Trying to get out of the way, and that's not the place you want to sit. And two to go, Jeremy, yeah. and I've got cars sitting in the gravel in turn one. That does not bode well. No, it's not. One of them is, is Rob Walker, who's done a fantastic job in kind of a 45. He was running fourth. In the in the AM class, and see which other car. somebody else is off Whoa. at turn uh, three as I, well. That looked like Dominic Starkweather in the twelve down in turn three. That was our leader in the AM category, oh. and that looked like Starkweather that was off in the grass there at turn twelve. Here comes the bright red car that I saw down there. Is that indeed the number twelve? Mm, I think it might be. It is. Yes. Oh, ouch. So. Uh, see how he went around he was uh, under pressure from Glenn McGee uh, for position and for the class am um, class win number 69 car was right behind him so I don't know what happened well, we can have a look to see we can see what happens here in turn one well it's just too many cars in, in a short too short a space I'd say yeah uh, absolutely and it was difficult to see I couldn't tell if don't think it was the 96 involved but somebody it may have been the 96 that got into the back of the 48 of David Staub and this is down in turn three waiting to see what happens it's just there's a car off spun already and that's yeah. Starkweather yeah yeah there was certainly just sort of out of the corner of the corner of the screen there was it was awfully close going down there whether there was any contact you know it was difficult to say from that angle but uh, whatever Dominic Starkweather's great run uh, looks like it's uh, 
not going to reach the chequered flag and the 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 uh, white flag is is shown out as well as the full course caution so this race is going to finish under caution well and aj moss down there in turn one stuck there into the side of rob walker they really i think had nowhere to go when that incident happened it looked to me like yeah. perhaps it was the 96 that got into the back of the 48 and really kind of caused that melee but that's what began but I'd have to look at it in a lot more detail. But any way you look at it, it kind of ruins the day because Dominic Starkweather is going to say, you know, if we hadn't had that restart, I was on my own, I was doing fine. Well, you can if all day long, right, Jeremy? But, um, you know, yellows breed yellows, right? And you've got to make sure that you've got your wits about you on those restarts. And, man, that restart bit today, bit hard. Four cars involved there in turn one, and then – I saw two cars off in turn three, Starkweather being one of them. I think the other car was just off the outside to avoid, got caught up by cars checking up and had to go to the grass to avoid. But that was almost a perfect day for Dominic Starkweather, and it ends just that quickly with two laps to go. Yeah, what a shame uh, for him. And Carl uh, Marcelli having that, made that great jump at the restart, looks like he's going to come and keep that uh, perfect season going with himself and uh, Danny Formal, assuming he can get to the end of this lap, there'll be six wins in a row, defending series champions, and in the number 69 car heading to turn seven, that is uh, Glenn McGee, who's had a busy weekend, both he and his and his co-driver Anthony McIntosh, who's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by the way, so a really good run for both those two. They've been fast, both of them all the weekend. It's also been really busy because they also took place in both Mazda MX-5 Cup races yesterday as well. And they were literally hopping from car to car uh, all the way through the weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Friday and Saturday at least. Today, they just had to concentrate on this one race. It looks like they're going to come away with a win and very well deserved. They, they were first across the chequered flag yesterday, but got a penalty for a, a uh, an improperly timed pit stop. So that dropped him yeah. down to, uh, I think it was, the, the, they ended up fifth in the class yesterday, but they will get the win today. And I think that's probably going to be enough to move into the championship lead in AM. And there's Mark Wilgus aboard the 50. We talked about earlier what a great season he has had. And you look through it, three wins, two second-place finishes, and all he needs to do is get back around under caution and cross the line, and it will be four wins on the season, and he has really taken control of that championship in LB Cup. Yeah, he has. It's been, a, again, another great day for Mark Wilgus. The finish in the top 16 overall, 16th, you might not think that's particularly special, but look, he's a guy, this is his first season of racing. He did, I think he did two races in, in another series last year, another sports car series last season, but that was it in terms of experience for Mark Wilgus. So he's been a, a fast learner to come up, uh, come here and finish well inside the top uh, half of the field uh, ahead of several drivers that had a lot more experience. Hats off to him, but checkered flag waves. Checkered flag for Kyle Marcelli and Danny Fromall. They win at Road America overall and in the pro category, and their perfect season continues. It looked for a while like Ryan Norman might have an answer for them here in race number two at Road America. That all went up in smoke down in Canada Corner, as we have seen many times before when the problems happened. But, Jeremy, the championships at least in pro, they didn't change. But like you were saying, through some of the other categories, we've had changes in championship leaders. Yes, indeed we have. And we're now exactly halfway through the 12 races. Now six races in the books. Perfect six for six for Carl Marcelli and Danny Formal. So they extend their lead in the pro championship. In pro-am, with the win today, Kion Tandon will move into the championship lead ahead of... Uh, John Capestri, Dubetz and Tom Capiz are not here this weekend and we wish JCD a full recovery and a really popular and hard-working young man is uh, JCD and he has uh, a website where he's, he's, he's pretty active on, on social media is John Capestri, Dubetz at uh, I think it's uh, J- JCD Racing I think yeah, JCD, JCD Dubetz is his uh, is his uh, handle on, on social media and we wish him the very best. In uh, so in the 
Am class with the win today, Anthony McIntosh and Glenn McGee will move ahead of David Starb unofficially by 5 points, 68 to 63. And in Lamborghini Cup, LB Cup, Mark Wilgus will extend his championship lead with his fourth win to go along with his two second places. Great racing here today. Not the way you want to see the race end under caution, but great racing up until that melee on the restart there in turn one. It's what you expect from Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Four different classes of drivers all driving that same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. And we are used to seeing some great racing. We saw it here this weekend. It was round three, weekend number three. For Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. It had plenty of action. Race number six in the books. We will leave Wisconsin and head to Virginia because the next race is from VIR in just two weeks' time. Another double header for Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. For Jeremy Shaw, I'm Brian Till. We'll see you next time. So long, everyone. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.